As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and we decide if it should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. Uh, my name is Steve, and with me is a man who, well, I don't have anything this week. It's... Well, Steve, uh, I'm a man that I bought uh, a seat but I only need the edge of this <laughs> yeah, podcast. I wrote that down too. <laughs> oh man, yeah. That was such a, uh, that was perfect from the... Uh, it was such a good line that they used it numerous times and frankly, I don't blame them. Right, well, it's just like uh, with the first film uh, and we're talking about two movies. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but in the first movie, I swear uh, every commercial is, um, oh shoot, what is it that they always say like, uh, we have it all. <laughs> That's what they. The, yeah, every yeah, commercial totally has it all, and I love it. And um, in case you're wondering what we're talking about, if for some reason you failed to read the thumbnail, <laughs> which I mean that's just sad if you did. Uh, we're talking about two movies. Uh, they are actually one is the sequel to the other. The first one is called the WNUF Halloween Special, and the second movie is called the uh, Out There Halloween mega tape and uh how would you before we get into the synopsis where imdb tells us what to think how would you describe these movies um you know i i I guess maybe you could describe them a little bit like as a found footage Mm -hmm. but it's not quite found footage either uh you could also say it's a bit of a mockumentary but it's also not quite that Mm -hmm. It's also uh, a newscast, but you, you know, it's like a mock you newscast. Right. I don't know. What, what would you categorize it as? Well, these are definitely experiences. Um, I don't know if I would yeah. want to <laughs> see these on the big screen because, like, the way you really want to sort of enjoy it or experience it is like on a VHS tape, <laughs> like at home. Um, but no, you're right. Well, I, I would say I would say you don't need a VHS tape necessarily because they already make it look very convincingly. Right. I was very impressed mm-hmm. with the filters that they use to make it look like a VHS uh, as an editor and stuff. So I was very impressed. But um, I would say all you need is a is like a CRT TV, like a four three CRT TV. Oh, yeah. Hook it up to like a DVD player or whatever, and uh, man, it'll it'll take you back. Right. Well, when WNUF uh, came out. You actually could purchase it on a VHS uh, for a while, but it was like so expensive. I'm like, there's no way I could justify that. Um, but uh, yeah, these are like found footage, but they're also very throwback. Uh, I feel like yeah. WNUF came out at the tail end of uh, when um, you know stuff like uh, Dark Place was popular and Turbo Kid. Um, What's that other movie with the uh, talking triceratops, like Police Cop? Um, Kung Fury. Kung... I don't know, but for some reason, I, I thought of that T-Rex. 
I knew this isn't what you meant, but I thought of that T-Rex movie with uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah. From the, uh, the 90s. And we should probably add that to the list. <laughs> I think it's called like Theodore Rex or something like that. Theodore Rex. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you see Steve, he's a Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> Right. But uh, isn't he like an investigator? I've never seen it, but they're like private investigators or they're like something out of cops or something. And then I think he he's even a vegetarian, if I remember correctly, from the uh, from the trailer. Like, man, sound hell areas. <laughs> yeah, that's like a whole weird subgenre because there's um there's another movie. It's actually based on a book uh, called I think it's called Anonymous Rex, and it takes place in this uh, weird sort of like a uh, noir uh world where dinosaurs never went extinct they're just in disguise and it's from like the raptor's point of view who is a, basically mm. a detective it's so crazy uh and it was a sci-fi movie actually um so uh yeah we should definitely add that one as well but uh but yeah so yeah you're right and uh by the way you are right it is theodore rex <laughs> nice and uh yeah uh she is a police detective and she's paired with a talking dinosaur <laughs> and i know we're getting way off base off topic here but he looks from the cover art like one of the uh same like dinosaurs you would see on that abc tv show dinosaurs, dinosaurs that right sitcom. yep I, uh, I remember yeah, anyways well. i'm gonna add that to the list I'll, I'll point out the one last thing this came out in 1995 mm -hmm. uh a year after tng uh went off the air so uh, clearly she was just hurting not thinking clearly <laughs> this being whoopee she loved star trek didn't get to be guiding anymore you right. know so i she might have made a mistake, uh, judging by the 2.3 out of 10 rating on IMDb. Yeah, she was just sitting at home, waiting for her phone to ring. It finally did, and it was her agent offering her Theodore Rex. And she didn't, didn't even wait for to hear like the premise or the title of the film. She just said yes. <laughs> That's how it went down. Yeah. Uh, and we said yes to uh, taking a look at two movies, uh, as we already said, but uh, we're not going to go through an entire walkthrough as we normally do since these are like uh, new films and especially uh, the sequel, the uh, out there Halloween mega tape. Uh, you can go and buy them off of Amazon and straight from the director from his uh, big cartel site if you want to. Uh, and we'll, uh, you know, let you know at the end of this, whether you should or not. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't even think you, we, even if we wanted to recap it, like blow by blow, right? I don't even think it would be possible. You, you know, one thing when you were talking we were talking about like, Oh, how would you classify this movie? It, it, I would also say it's like a parody. It, like it falls into the parody genre at first because of the commercials. A lot of them are parodies mm -hmm. of. Maybe not specific commercials, but certainly like types of commercials oh, you would see, you know, uh, certain styles of commercials. But I feel like there's definitely a difference from the uh, first film uh, yeah. to the second film. And we will definitely Absolutely. get into that. Uh, one last other film to mention that these movies kind of remind me of. Have you ever seen or heard of Amazon Women on the Moon? I've heard of it, never seen it. Like, that's the only time I can think of where a movie actually has, like, the fake commercial. I mean, that's not a parody movie, like, you know, or, I mean, not that RoboCop is a parody movie, but, you know, basically the premise of Amazon Women on the Moon is you're supposed to be watching this bad, like, late-night B um, sci-fi film, Amazon Women on the Moon, but it keeps getting interrupted by all these commercials and newscasts and stuff and, like, sketches. It's actually... Uh, there's a lot of famous people in it. I mean, I assume it bombs since no one ever talks about, but hey, that's why there's podcasts like ours so we can tell you about uh, movies like that. Uh, so, 
Are you ready to dive a little further into WNUF 1 and 2? Let's do it. All right. I'm on the edge of my So, uh, jumping right in, we're going to start with, obviously, the first one, the WNUF uh, Halloween special, and it premiered October 18th, uh, 2013, and it clocks in at about one hour and uh, 23 minutes. Um, so, another sort of uh, element to these movies is, okay, so what you're watching is like a news broadcast and this is all in quotation marks of course uh like did you did you sort of read the synopsis before going into the movie or when watching it or no did you just go I, in? I went in completely cold oh interesting and oh i can't wait yeah. to hear about this then so basically the uh sort of i guess story behind it is all right someone recorded this broadcast the wnuf halloween special it's basically like a local uh news station and there's this, uh, as you're going to see, there's this, or here, this sleazy reporter is basically like, we're going to go check out this uh, murder house where this uh, son uh, hacked up his parents. And, you know, we're, and it's supposed to be Halloween night. And uh, the reporters and the anchors and stuff are all dressed in costumes and everything. Uh, and, um, and, but, you know, since someone recorded this off live TV, there's a bunch of commercials that are left in there. And, uh, of course... They're all fake. They made them uh, specifically for this film. And then there's a guy who is making you a copy of the tape, like a tape trader or something. So when the commercials start getting really repetitive, like you see it for maybe the third or fourth time, he actually fast forwards through the commercials uh, for mm -hmm. you. And that leads me to the question for you, Yehel. Have you ever bought, like, dubbed or, um, like, re-recorded tapes from a tape trader, like, ever? I mean, the closest thing to that would have been I had bought like some um, wrestling tapes, right? Uh, in the early two thousands, and so I had a little bit of that. But a lot of times, those and people ended up using new tapes. Mm -hmm. So, but every once in a while, you'd get somebody that had recorded over something. And of course, growing up, you know, as a kid in the eighties and nineties, you know, definitely experienced it when borrowing tapes from friends and that kind of stuff for sure. Sure, I mean, you probably like uh, you know recorded stuff yourself off of. The, whatever channels you had, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, off the uh, off the porn channels. Yes, uh, I mean, hey, I I wasn't gonna say it. I mean, you're a recovering <laughs> porn addict. I didn't want to make fun. Um, yes, yes. No, my first time was uh, uh, see when I started going to uh, conventions. Uh, like they had, uh, you know, an anime was still uh, just getting like big in the '90s. There were dudes there that, you know, they already had, like, the entire couple of Dragon Ball seasons already on, like, VHS tapes in Clamshell. And they haven't even aired uh, in the U.S. yet. Um, all, and it also sort of happened with, I uh, remember in the 90s, like, that's sort of when Jackie Chan rose to prominence. And by the time, like, his movies actually um, premiered theatrically in the U.S., like, you could already go and buy them uh, from a tape trader. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I bought a bunch of uh, Lupin the Third um, from a dude. And then um, I remember I had, like, a, um, a, a version of Reservoir Dogs that supposedly never made it over to the U.S. And um, I don't know. At the time, it didn't bother me uh, that, 
the quality, at least compared to a DVD, was pretty poor, but I think I was just happy mm -hmm. to have it. It was more like, ooh, look at this thing I'm not supposed to have, but I have it. <laughs> right, right. There's a certain novelty to it. And, uh, and also, I mean, our eyes now have been, you know, um, spoiled by, you know, uh, HD <laughs> and 4K <laughs> and remasters of older stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And, of course, it was also, like, a big deal in, like, the horror world because there was a lot of stuff that was just... Uh, never released or um, banned or whatever. I remember uh, like Faces of Death. <laughs> like, did you ever watch those? Uh, no, but my brother would not shut the fuck <laughs> up about it. But the weird thing is he started telling me about this. I was already like in my 20s when mm -hmm. he started. I, I was just, I guess whenever he got his hands on it and he like swore it was real. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not real, bro. I mean, and <laughs> like, even if it was like, why would you want to watch it? Like, I have no interest yeah, in seeing yeah. a, a real person, like, murdered in front of the camera. Yeah. Like, no thanks. Put my brother on a list. <laughs> uh, watch out. Watch out. He's, he's a danger. Right, right. So, so yeah, basically, that's what you're uh, sort of going through with both films here is that they were, uh, you know, previously recorded off of a TV, a WNUF. Uh, from the 80s, and um, as you're going to see, the, the mega tape was recorded uh, in the 90s. But uh, moving on, um, the synopsis for WNUF is as follows. And see, this synopsis really kind of ruins it, but I'll just go ahead through it anyway. Okay. A horror comedy with fake news and commercial section that was filmed at on an old video camera to make it look like a real VHS recording of a commercial television station's Halloween special from 1987. And uh, this film was basically created by writer-director Chris Lamartina. He, his previous works include Call Girl of Cthulhu, President's Day, and What Happens Next Will Scare You. Uh, and I think I've actually seen Call Girl of Cthulhu, and it was okay. Um, and he had some uh, writers helping him out on this one. Uh, one guy, this has got to be a fake name, Jimmy George. Uh, first name Jimmy, <laughs> last name George. And he, I, I saw that he was also a writer on um, Girl of Cthulhu, Call Girl of Cthulhu. Right, right. And uh, he's got some others here, uh, Book of Lore, once again, President's Day, and Grave Mistakes. And uh, the last writer here is uh, Pat Storick, and he worked on something or, or wrote something called The Chainsaw Sally Show and Corpus Christi. And the name of the production company that released both of these movies is called Midnight Crew Studios. And uh, why don't you tell us some of the uh, <laughs> megastars that are in this film? All right, Steve. Well, I may <laughs> miss some uh, that are important because... Uh, I don't know who um, some of these uh, people on IMDb don't have pictures because uh, uh, <laughs> you know they're such big stars, Steve, that they don't want to be hounded by the paparazzi. So right, right. That's why they don't have pictures up there. Anyways, uh, we've got Paul Frankenkopf, Frankenkopf, uh huh, uh, who uh, plays Frank Stewart. He's the um, so basically like the way the movie takes place is kind of like the first half of it, or maybe like the first quarter of it is like the regular evening news. And then they kind of move into the Halloween specific special mm -hmm. uh, hosted by Frank Stewart, mm -hmm. who's played by this guy, Paul, you know, from nothing else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not even. Well, actually, I, no, he's not the one that was in uh, 
there was somebody that was in um, that one of those some Nicolas Cage movie, one of those treasure hunting movies. Oh, nice. Anyways, next up we've got Lena Liana uh, Chamish. Mm-hmm. Uh, she plays uh, Deborah uh, Merritt, who I believe Deborah Merritt is one of the anchors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think yep. uh, on the regular newscast. Uh, we've got Richard Cutting. He plays uh, Gavin Gordon, and uh, Gavin Gordon is the other news anchor. And oh, it was him. Uh, he's in National Treasure: Book of Secrets. Wow, good for um, him. As Agent Tyrone. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he has lines, but he he's a named actor, and he's got a pretty decent IMDb here. Mm. Fifty-two credits, uh, real movies. <laughs> uh, he was <laughs> none of that fake crap. <laughs> he would. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in uh, Look. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Or I'm sorry, I think it's Look Who's Coming to Dinner. No, it's Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, yeah. All right. Um, oh, but it's not the one with uh, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Never this is a video. This is a short. You know what? Actually, no, these movies are fake. This oh. is all fake. <laughs> well, he, he was on All My Children, though. Sweet. Uh, yeah, over he played some minor reoccurring characters, it looks mm. like. Okay, anyways, moving on. Um, we've got, uh, Brian St. August who plays Dr. Lewis Berger, who, uh, is one of the, um, he's one of the commercials, right? No, no. He's a paranormal investigator. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and his wife is played by some older lady who I doesn't have a picture on here. So I don't know who she is. Helen um, Mary Ball. Helen uh, okay, Mary so she Ball. plays Claire Berger. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I did want to point out two of the actors from the commercials, just because uh, they get featured a lot, and then they come back in the next movie, mm-hmm. and that's Carrie Anderson. He plays Senator Robert Dandridge, who's like your typical like uh, politician. conservative mm-hmm. uh, politician, you know. And then uh, you've got Bob Krieger, who plays Doctor Stanley Allen DDS. He is a dentist whose uh, biggest fear is Halloween because <laughs> of cavities or whatever. Right. Anybody else, though, that you thought uh, was important? I know that there's a lady, too, that's in the van during yep. the uh, That lady, the, telecast. the actress, or uh, the character name is Veronica Stanzi. Uh, the actress's yeah. name is Nicolette Lafay. And, yeah, she's in both movies. And yeah. aside from that, oh, it looks like she's got quite a bit of stuff here. <laughs> I don't, something called Pigpen, Sociopathia, like she, Call Girl of Cthulhu. Uh, yeah, so she's. Again, don't don't get fooled. These are uh, <laughs> nothing you've recognized from audience. Hey, <laughs> I man, who knows? Maybe someone listening is a horror aficionado. Um, and uh, I'm sure they would appreciate us uh, bringing Nicolette's IMDb to their ears. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and by the way, I mean, when I say like, hey, you don't know this actor or actress from anything, that's not to like say anything of their acting ability. I actually thought for the most part, um, everyone does a really good job. Yeah. Uh, as far as their performances, uh, re- really good. Like there's nobody who, where I thought like, ooh, this is, this feels like low rent or like a cheap, you know, movie where they just got whoever. Like everybody does a really good job with their performance. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, basically it starts out, as Yahel said, um, with... Uh, a newscast and i mean i don't if you're like close to our age then you know you got to experience like local like bad like tv um i don't ever remember them really dressing up like this uh that's not to say that they didn't i just don't really remember it but basically the anchors are all wearing like uh the uh, gavin the male anchors dressed like dracula and the um the female anchor what was she dressed as a witch or something 
Uh, she, she was dressed like, um, oh, it was like the Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, I yeah. think. oh no, no, she was a witch. She was okay. a witch. She was a witch. No, you're yeah, right. yeah. I think in the second one, she's a Bride of Frankenstein. And uh, I mean, and it's just as cheesy as you might think it was. They, uh, I think Chris LaMartina loves puns, maybe even more than you and I. <laughs> There's tons of puns in both films. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'll definitely say right off the bat, between the two movies, I feel like uh, WNUF feels a lot more authentic uh, than the than the second yeah, film. The first one. I think it's a lot easier to, I guess, recreate that you know bad local TV from like the uh, the mid '80s than it is to try to capture uh, what you're going to see in the previous or the previous in the next film where they're really trying to capture like the '90s and this time. They're mm-hmm. like a, it's a Fox affiliate, but they don't call it Fox, of course. It's Ace, but like the logo is exactly like the Fox logo was uh, back then. Yeah, and uh, but we'll uh, get to that uh, a little bit later. And uh, yeah, basically they report the news and make a lot of like funny little puns, and then they keep checking in with uh, Frank Stewart, and he's basically, and this is where I think uh, WNUF comes out again as the stronger film, like. They sort of bait you at the beginning. They're like, we're going into this haunted house. So you know what's going to happen and you get like excited. So when you watch all the commercials and all the other stuff, like in the middle, you still have that like anticipation. Like you're, you're like, when are they going to get to the house, man? And um, like, so what were your initial thoughts? Like right, right when the film starts, there's like fast forwarding at the beginning. Like what were you thinking? Well, I didn't read the description, right? So I thought maybe it was just something like like a horror. Because I assumed this was going to be like a horror movie just because, you know, we're doing Halloween horror mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I thought maybe it was just a movie starting off with like a newscast, you know, of some event that had happened. And then we'd get into like the real movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I did it. I mean, obviously, like after a few minutes, I like realized, oh, OK, this is like the format. Like ah. we're going to see it play out like as a show. And then. Uh, I didn't initially get that um, this was like, oh, we're watching a VHS somebody made mm-hmm. until like maybe the second commercial. I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is supposed to be like somebody sent me like a VHS of the thing. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, obviously our listeners can't go into this movie uh, blind because mm-hmm. they've already listened to us. Right. Uh, given the description. But I really think this probably benefits from not knowing uh, yeah. what it's about. I forgot to give a disclaimer at the beginning. It's like you should probably stop listening or watching if that's what you do go watch the movies and then come back uh but if not hey (laughs) we warned you right yeah i i would say if you're gonna watch this movie you're not sure you want to dedicate give it like 10 maybe 15 minutes of your time and if after 10 minutes you're not into it okay then just come listen to us (laughs) recap it because it might this is definitely not the kind of movie that's up everyone's alley because the format is so uh different right also, I was thinking, like, if you're, like, if you weren't born, like, in the early 80s for the first film or the like, sort of early 90s for the second film, then none of this is going to have, like, any kind of really meaning for I mean, you can still appreciate it on, I guess, like, a technical sort of level and just be like, oh, so this is what TV was like back then. Uh, but uh, but as far as having any sort of nostalgic um, attachment to either of these, you probably won't. Um, but I, you know, I think I think people you know not born then would still enjoy it. Like some of the commercials feel like almost like Tim and Eric 
kind of um in the second movie for sure yeah yeah in the second movie for sure yeah but even in the first i, I wouldn't say like i would say like tim and eric light right because these definitely feel like they could have been commercials but there'll be like a line or one line or one thing said in the commercial you're like okay that's weird. right <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. So another thing I love about it is uh, the cheesy graphics, which, of course, you have to have. And um, basically, as I said, they keep cutting back and forth bet- um, with uh, Frank Stewart. And there's like a crowd of um, basically, I don't know what age they're supposed to be. I guess like high school kids. It looks like they're young adults he, to like, right. like early 20s, maybe late teens. Yeah, and he's like uh, interviewing them or trying to interview them. And they're all... They're all dumb and giving dumb answers and stuff. And it's great because, like, that's, you know, how it would have been uh, back then. They run news stories about stuff that's, like, going on in uh, the area that, what's it called? It's called something River Hill Township. That's, like, the yeah something like yeah, that. the area that WNUF uh, services. And so you see news stories, like, as Yehel said, from, uh, like, the mayor's race going on and other, like, local stuff. There's, like, a pumpkin patch commercial. And then they also run uh, the news cast itself. They run, like, a, a documentary about the Weber house, which is the name of the murder house that Frank Stewart is taking people through. And then they also talk about, like... Um, uh, and, and one thing we should point out, they're, they're not he's not just taking them on a tour through the Weber house. The house is supposed to be it's purported to be haunted. Um, and that's why there's that crowd of people there, because mm-hmm. like they're interested in it being haunted. Right. And he's going to bring like these paranormal investigators with them. And supposedly no one's entered the house since the murder. Mm-hmm. Yes. How they know it's haunted. I don't know <laughs> if no one's entered it, but that's fine. Well, we'll right. Well, you know, every town, especially small towns, they have that one house. Uh, that you know something crazy may or may not have happened, and may or yeah, may not. We had, dude, we had we had one of those in my neighborhood, where uh, a murder happened, and uh, no, no, and this is in uh, in the Brandon, Florida, <laughs> uh, where uh, somebody uh, a dad murdered his daughter. Oh wow! And um, then he uh, killed himself, mm-hmm. and uh, nobody bought the house for like. God, I, I don't know. It was definitely a few years, mm-hmm. and you know, people would like tell stories about hearing weird things at night, you know, coming from the house. And, awesome. Well, <laughs> maybe next time I come to Florida, we're gonna go check that house out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, eventually somebody moved in. Oh, and, uh, oh, uh, yeah. They were called the Webbers. <laughs> Whoa, uh, <laughs> mind blown. Uh, so yeah, he uh, he's frank stewart says they're gonna have a call-in seance uh later on um which uh they definitely do but uh for now we're sort of he's sort of introducing us to all the players in what's uh supposed to be uh you know kind of a farce but uh well uh, you know things go awry as they do but that's as, as yeah. much as i'm gonna say about that he brings in um these paranormal investigators that are supposed to be uh, I meant to look up there. The Warrens. The Warrens are the ones in real life, the ones who supposedly discovered the uh, you know Amityville house. You're fami- are you familiar with the Warrens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, here you got uh, the Burgers, and uh, basically they're um, you know paranormal experts that Frank Stewart uh, called on to help with the seance, and he asks uh, them all these questions and stuff. And what do you uh, think about uh, Frank Stewart? Dude, he's great. Uh, like his performance is awesome. Like it's very believable. Um, the only I, I would say though, I couldn't really tell at first if um, 
he was he with the uh frank not the actor mm-hmm. if frank was like really believing this stuff or he or if he was just kind of you know playing it up and kind of almost like poking fun at the whole thing and then we do kind of like later on in the second movie kind of get deeper insight into like you know his to what's actually uh, going feelings on. about what's going on yeah. yeah yeah which is kind of interesting uh and one thing i wanted to mention steve i know this is kind of backtracking a bit but you mentioned that during the newscast portion they were running local stories uh did you have a particular favorite story? Because I certainly had a favorite out of the local stories they ran. <laughs> I mean, the ones that st- um, stick out to me right now are basically the the mayor ones when they're sort of like ragging on each other. And uh, one of the mayors is like, oh, if he wants to talk about this, we could talk about his infidelity. How about that? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, he, he's like, oh, well, I'm here to talk about real issues, not 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 this small stuff. Like he keeps calling everything small stuff, and then at the end, he's like, so if you want to talk about infidelity, okay. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, nobody was even talking about right. it. Right. Which uh, which one did you like? My favorite one is the one where they start talking about how it's the one year anniversary of this kid that was uh, trick or treating. Oh God! Yeah. And he had like <laughs> he was wearing like a military. <laughs> you know, costume, uniform, mm-hmm. and he's an Asian kid, which is important for the story. Uh, he goes and knocks on this old man's door, mm-hmm. and the old man, I guess, the the implication is that, like, he was a nom mm-hmm. or something. Oh, no, they say and, he was a nom, that he was a vet. Oh, they do say oh, yeah. nom? Okay. Yeah, they do say he's a vet, yeah, and that he had, like, uh, basically had an episode of PTSD. He had a flashback, mm-hmm. and he shot the kid. <laughs> yeah, I, I after I saw that, I mean... And I watch, I meant to say this at the beginning, I, I've watched WNUF quite a few times, and the spoiler alert, you know, I, I like it, so I usually watch it every Halloween. And yeah, this time when I was watching, I was like, why is that even there? Like, is it um, just so they could have, like, a sad story, or is it? could it possibly be a red herring? So once you get further into the film, you start thinking, oh, is it that Vietnam vet? Maybe he's causing trouble. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, I thought it was just to do the joke because then they do like, and I don't remember exactly how they transition out of it, but they have like a real awkward, weird transition where like, I think they make a pun as they transition out of it. It's just like real weird and just like real tasteless. Yeah, that's probably what they were going for. I mean, and that's the great thing about Frank Stewart is how uh, sleazy he is. And uh, he also so insults like when he's interviewing the kids, when they, you know, give a stupid answer, he like makes fun of them. <laughs> Like right there yeah. on camera, and it's and it's great. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. Definitely like a. I mean, they cast the right guy for that. He comes off very like Phil Donahue esque, maybe a little Geraldo Rivera, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he just uh, he does an awesome job. And um, and then they bring up the burgers, and they're like this older couple, and uh, there's a really funny sort of. Um, <laughs> back and forth between between them when they're basically talking about their cat and how their cat shadow is the third member of their team how he acts as like a familiar um and uh and then frank goes uh, you know it's really a pretty pussy and uh like for a minute you think that mr burger is like or like are you talking about my wife or something like it's it's yeah, just really yeah, yeah. awkward like funny little moment uh and that's the big difference, I uh, again, like moving a little bit forward uh, between this film and the uh, the second one, is that I feel like this one's a little bit more subtle <laughs> than the uh, yeah, yeah than the mega tape. But uh, but yeah, so 
And we basically, after, you know, however many commercials, and there's a ton of commercials, but I think they're the true, like, star of, uh, of these movies anyway. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Um, and uh, they end up inside the house, and um, they eventually get to the call-in seance, and the first call they take, uh, they go, caller, are you there? Are you there? And there's, like, an awkward silence, and then you just hear a guy go, Iron Maiden rocks! And then that's, like, that's basically the end of the call. Yeah. And, um, and, and then it just sort of, uh, you know, spirals out from there. And um, yeah, like one of the callers asked them to contact their aunt and tell her that she's a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, that's not what we're here for. Right, right, right. Uh, is there anything else we should? Uh, I mean, I've got I wrote down some of my favorite commercials from number one. Um, is there anything else we should touch on regarding the plots without, you know, spoiling too much, you think? Um, no, no, I, I think that's good. Uh, I don't want to go into too much, too much detail, you know, and spoil it for people watching. Right. Uh, but yeah, I will say like, again, this is one of those scenes, uh, the, the calling, the, the callers calling in during the seance scene where I'm kind of like, well, does Frank, is Frank taking this seriously? Because he does seem legitimately upset when <laughs> people aren't like, right. the, the point of the seance call in is for the callers to call in and ask them questions to the uh ghosts of the people that died at the weber house right. but instead they're just you know being jerks or whatever right. and he seems genuinely upset right. so but it's like so i, I don't know it, it, it's a little weird but right right so uh one of the commercials i wrote down that uh i really dug was um and it's definitely later on in wnuf is uh the cloverland shooting range uh, and it's basically, I mean, just how it sounds, uh, you can tell they just took footage of like police people training and then they turned it into a commercial. And, uh, at the end, they, they had a great line that ended this commercial and it's always stuck with me and it's come feel the warm embrace of the second amendment at Cloverland shooting range. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the taglines for uh, a lot of the commercials are really, really good. Uh, I think my, my, I mean, my favorite tagline, I mean, I said it at the beginning of the show here, was the one for like, um, it was like a monster truck type Demolition of... Demolition uh, Derby. Yep. Yeah, Demolition Derby. And at the end, they say something like, uh, you know, uh, you you can buy the whole seat, but you're only going to need the oh, edge. So good. <laughs> so, like, if we would have had that tagline back when Estancia was still around, Estancia would still be oh, around. Man. <laughs> that's right that's right uh, another one i wrote down was the shining trapeze strip club like i don't know about i know you you know isn't that oh i thought that was on the second uh nope movie. nope nope it was at the end of uh wnuf okay. and um i mean i know you know you and i both lived in tampa which i think at one point was the strip club capital or maybe porn capital of the u.s and I don't ever remember seeing a uh, commercial for a strip club in Tampa, uh, but I don't remember seeing one either. But maybe there was. I mean, but I whatever. It's still funny, so you go with it. And I just—they uh, are advertising the eggs and legs breakfast special. Yes. <laughs> don't you want to eat breakfast with with, with half off lactose? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how? What a bargain. I mean, if I was making a movie like this, I would have a commercial like that in there. Um, uh, any other, uh, sort of highlights of WNUF? Oh man, there were so many. And of mm. course I should have written some of these down. Cause like now, of course, like I can't, uh, remember any, but, oh, there was one, 
and I, I think it was for this movie. If it's for the second movie, just stop me for the like metal show. Quarry. Oh no, you're right. Yep, that's WNUF. Yep, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one was was really good. It's basically like a headbangers ball right. slash hair metal type show, but it's like a local version of it. Mm-hmm. And it was like some TVs because for you kids out there, uh, TVs used to have these dials with letters right. on them. <laughs> and he's like, uh, you know, some TVs go to V, ours goes to Q, and it said something like that. That really doesn't make nope. sense. And it's like Q for Quarry. <laughs> that's the name of their like metal show, and it's just like yeah, that's I. So and it's also like a, a bit of like a play off of uh, the our amp goes to eleven. Ah from man, Spinal. you just read my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah which we should probably. Is Spinal Tap obscure now? Uh, I mean, I think anyone who's ever played a guitar ever has probably knows about it. But we could we could still cover it. Whatever. Uh, we'll we'll yeah. talk about it off air. But yeah, cla- I think there's supposed to be a new one coming out. Actually. Um, uh, that's, that's not gonna be. Good. Yeah, God, they're gonna be so <laughs> old, Jesus. But that's probably why it's gonna be funny. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that is WNUF. So we're gonna jump into. The so wait we're not so just to be clear we're not going to cover the ending or no 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 I mean just okay. so not not to spoil it uh, well uh, yeah let's not spoil it but I will say this uh, the the movie definitely takes a turn mm-hmm. towards the end the final I don't know if you can call it act I mean it is split into acts mm-hmm. like, like the actual um, special where with with uh, Frank or whatever. Yep. So I would definitely say it definitely takes a turn I didn't uh, expect, I didn't see coming. Uh, it's done pretty well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would definitely, like, if, if you start to get, like, halfway through and you're like, uh, I don't know, j- just finish it. Yeah. You'll, you'll be glad you that's, did. Yeah, that's uh, well said. Yeah, it's um, it definitely has an ending <laughs> uh, that, you, <laughs> that you won't see coming and makes a, a little bit of a comment about something. Um but uh, yeah, we don't want to spoil it. So, uh, any last uh, anything else for WNUF? Anything else? Um, I'll say this: if you're watching it and you're not enjoying the Frank section of the Halloween special part, stick around for the commercials. Like they're they're worth it. Like they're especially if you like grew up in the '80s or '90s. Like they, because even though like these commercials, they're they're very much like stuff you would have seen in the mid '80s for sure. Like local commercials. It's also stuff you still would have seen going into the 90s. So I think really anybody, you know, that grew up in the 80s and 90s will, like, get a kick out of these commercials and just have freaking accurate. Oh, I know. Even though it's all for fake product, fake fake businesses, like, they all feel like they could easily have been real. Authentic, yeah. Oh, and other, some other commercials that we didn't mention were, you know, the sort of, uh, like, dare and depression commercials that they did. Oh, uh, they're, yeah, and their anti-drug commercials yeah. are, are really funny. Those were awesome. Yeah. Um, so, all right, moving on. Uh, the WNUF sequel, uh, as which was the working title for it, it's actually called the Out There Halloween uh, Mega Tape. I have the actual, whoops, I'm destroying everything, DVD right here. Um which was the only way I could find to watch it at the moment. Uh, you can actually, as I said before, you can get WNUF1 off of Amazon. Uh, you might be able to pay a couple bucks to, uh, to watch it there. But Out There Halloween Megatape uh, premiered July 29th, uh, 2022. And this time they, they leaned into the, to the whole tape trader thing uh, even more. 
Uh, you're getting this tape from some guy by the name of, let's see, I wrote it down here, Trader Tony's Tape Dungeon. And uh, they even have like an opening for, uh, I guess, for his catalog or whatever it's supposed to be. Yeah, like something Tony made. Basically. Yeah, just a bunch of clips like set to heavy metal music, which uh, like I never saw any of that when I was buying stuff back in the day, but it was still fun. Um, and based- It reminds me a little bit of like when uh, people that are in a part of like a scanning group um, that scan comic books or whatever, or even rip movies, like they'll throw in like their logo at the beginning or at the end. So like, it's kind of something like that, you right. know, like, Oh, I, we scanned this. You got this for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, well said. Um, but the uh, synopsis for out there, Halloween mega tape is as follows. A daytime talk show host finds herself placed on a new program and investigating a farmstead with a long history of alien encounters. And uh, once again, this was written and directed by Chris LaMartina. And according to IMDb, he was basically a one-man band for this one. I'm not sure what happened to the other guys. But uh, yeah, like I know that for a while he was doing the crowdfunding himself for WNUF2. And... Luckily, it was successful. And once again, the production companies are Midnight Cruise Studios. And uh, yeah, that's basically it for the behind the camera folk. Uh, you got that cast handy? Uh, kind of. Uh, the IMDb <laughs> is a bit sparse. But as we mentioned earlier, you do get some of the characters from the um, first movie pop back in here. Uh, specifically, uh, oh, give me one second here. Uh, we see the Vance, uh, excuse me, Veronica Stance um, mm-hmm. comes back. Uh, we do see the guy that was running for senator, Robert Dandridge, come back. Uh, we also see the dentist, uh, Dr. Allen DDS, come back. Um, and, I mean, we see Frank come back, but only like in archival or, you know, when they show footage from the first one. Right. Um, I don't think there was anything new from him. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty much, uh, other than that, all new people. Um, we do have um, the person that plays Ivy. Oh, my God. I just lost Sparks. everything. Ivy Steve. Sparks. Thank you. Ivy Sparks is played by Katie Hidalgo. Uh, excuse me. Um, uh, Melissa LaMartina mm. is who plays uh, Ivy Sparks. Gee, do you uh, think LaMartina, she's married to I, I, I can't help but notice that her name <laughs> is the same as uh mr chris is here so Mm -hmm. and that's not exactly a common name so yeah i assume that there's some kind of relation going on there but uh yeah i mean and the imdb like it has more like audience so a lot of this takes place like on a talk show like a 90s ricky lake kind of talk show which is what i think she's supposed to be like like a ricky lake oh yeah especially with the whole be nice thing Mm. um but uh yeah i mean we get some mentions of the audience members in the IMDb, uh, but yeah, we don't, we don't need uh, that. <laughs> any, any, anybody else here that you think is important to mention that carried over? No, I mean, I think you covered, did you, you mentioned that, uh, Veronica Stanzi showed back up again, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. You covered everyone. So, uh, good on that. Um, did, did you notice Steve in the audience member of the talk show that, cause they're all wearing costumes. It's like Halloween, right? Uh, some of the costumes like are pretty, there's some pretty funny stuff like do you remember when demolition man came out 
and this is really like going into the 90s like like i, I loved it because like i'm like oh man like 96 this is right around that time sure uh taco bell like if you like went and got one of their meals some of them you could get these like futuristic sunglasses quote unquote i remember they had like the wacky shapes oh there's a guy in the audience wearing those oh taco that's bell awesome. demolition man sunglasses as part of his costume uh, the other costume that really stuck out to me, of course, is there's uh, one guy wearing a Star Trek uh, TNG costume. Um, Wasn't there and, two? Uh, it was a guy and a girl, right? Oh, I only noticed the guy in the yellow, but yeah, there, there was probably more than one. Mm-hmm. I believe. I believe. I'd like to think they were all internally in the parts <laughs> wearing Star but, Trek uh, costumes. I want to piggyback off the, your sunglasses story. There, do you rem- <laughs> do you remember when? Because Mannequin came out, <laughs> Pizza Hut had sunglasses there, too. Oh, my God. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I had a pair of those. Yeah. Yeah. Because that Mannequin ma- movie uh, is dumb. Oh, so <laughs> dumb. Only something <laughs> so like that dumb. could get popular in the 80s. Um, that was the one where, like, the Mannequin comes to life, right? And the guy falls in love with the Mannequin. Yep, because she's, like, an Egyptian, uh, I don't know, goddess or something? Uh, sure. Yeah, why not? That, I mean, yeah, that's like, she... The, uh, the Scorpion King, The Rock, put a uh, curse on her. I believe is the. Uh, <laughs> That's pure. It's a prequel to the Scorpion King, actually. Coke fueled eighties entertainment, right there. Yeah, like a bunch yeah. of producers put a bunch of coke on a table, and that's what they came up with. I remember Mannequin was like kind of like a big it was hit. I feel like right because wasn't there like a music video for like one of the songs from the soundtrack that was like a big. I feel like I remember constantly seeing some music video from the movie, and the movie was constantly on TV. Now, if you really want to get obscure, Mannequin 2. Maybe we should cover that one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'd have to go back and watch the first one again. And I don't yeah. know if I want to do that. Well, we just swore to ourselves that we would never do two movies at the same time again. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. L- listener slash viewer, if that's what you want, let us know in the comments. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or, or you know what? Don't let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably better. Yeah. Um, so Spader is in this? Okay, sorry, I started looking at the <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so we open up, as I said, with uh, Trader Tony's like tape dungeon intro, uh, which is pretty fun, and then we go right into what is called a the Fight Force uh, cartoon. Now there's a bit of animation strewn about mm-hmm. this movie. What do you think about it? Man, that was the one thing that definitely, like, especially since it's right at the beginning, I was like, ah, this is kind of taking uh, me out of it because the animation was clearly done on a computer. Right. Um, They've put a filter over it to make it look, um, you know, like it was done in the 80s. And and, and some of the things that they get right, or I guess technically it's supposed to be the 90s. but Right. um, To be honest with this movie, I didn't think it was set in the 90s until they mentioned the year later on. You thought it was still the 80s, like late, like 89, maybe? Yeah. Because they kind of made the, in my opinion, the the video quality look a little too old. Mm, um, I can see that. Because '90s video quality, especially like when you talk about like '95, '96, like it's not that bad. Right. Um, right. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I. It's how, how do you, so the colors make sense, right? For like an '80s or early '90s cartoon, mm. the designs of the characters make sense, but the way they move, it's like very smooth. Uh, like it was done, you know, in After Effects, maybe, or maybe Tweening like an animation and, uh, program. Yeah. 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 What they should have done is dropped like every couple frames from it, mm-hmm. you know, to make it look a little bit more jagged, like an animation hand drawn would have. But I think even then, we probably would have known 
uh, we could probably see a difference. Like if you don't, because everything back then was hand drawn. So if you don't ha hand draw it, then it's going to feel not right, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure like, obviously this, these movies don't have the biggest budget in the world, obviously. Right. Um, so I'm sure this is like a cost savings thing. It's going to be cheaper to do it on a computer. Than yeah. I mean, as I said in the opening, like, uh, WNUF one feels authentic. This, these feel like, as you said, uh, I think parodies or spoofs. Uh, I wrote down SNL commercials a lot of times. So I feel like this one like almost gets into um, scary movie territories. Those parodies. No, not, not, not that like, bad, not, but <laughs> not, no, no, not that bad, not that bad, not at that level. But it's kind of like veering more in that direction. I felt like at times You're leaning then, uh, on the comedy, leaning towards the comedy. Yeah, where in the first one, it was almost like a lot of what made it funny was the authenticity. Yes. Of it. Yes. Oh, I agree. Whereas this one, it was like we're trying to be funny. So yeah, right off the bat, that cartoon made me question the authenticity of the movie, which I didn't want to. I didn't. I wanted to feel the same way I did with WNUF one, but uh, despite that, I continued forward. Uh, the Ricky Lake parody of Ivy Sparks, that felt uh, closer to, uh, to authentic. The only thing I could say is like, it's like the crowd was all made up of like the same age group. <laughs> it's like they couldn't get like any old people to hang out in there. I mean, which is fine, whatever. I'm just, just nitpicking. Yeah. It's, it's our job that we don't get paid for. Um, but other than that, I mean, it felt, uh, you know, pretty, pretty decent. And, uh, and hey, I mean, props to them. It looked like a 90s, you know, talk show set. And they had like a full size audience, the kind of the kind of size audience you would expect to see on that kind of show. So, uh, you know, hey, kudos to them for that. Absolutely. And um, we uh, let's see it actually, you know what it felt like? It felt like Nightstand. Nightstand with Dirk I, I, Dietrich, uh, a.k.a. Um, oh, yeah. Stack. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. All right. So, I uh, name in a long time. <laughs> not since we nice talked. Stand. Not since we talked about. Um, pretty sure we mentioned it when Son we talked about exactly, exactly. So anyway, their deal is there's a. They talk about a guy. Of course, everyone's dressed up as you hell said, including our host. Um, they bring out a guy, or they have like an actual video package of a guy who says he's a a real vampire. And now this shit cracked me up. Like, me too. I, I laughed way harder in this movie than I did in WNUF, um, which I think is what they were going for. Um, and uh, so they bring him in, and people are asking them questions, and he's like trying to be all coy and like hit on them and stuff. And of course, the audience is going woo. Yeah, like like the audience member, she asks him like, "Oh, hey, what's your favorite blood type?" Like, and she says it kind of like to like make fun of him, you know, for like thinking he's a real vampire. He goes, "I don't know what's yours," and he's like making all these like faces at her. Right, like, right. Or wait, didn't her. he say, uh, "Is it you?" Or like, "You, you're my blood type," or something like that. Yeah, no, I think I think he just says like, "I don't know what's your blood type." Yeah, either like, way, like, the audience wooed, and but um, though, but the video package introducing him is hilarious oh. because. I mean, I watched my fair share of like '90s uh, talk shows because, like, for Who those didn't? that don't know, in the '90s, there were a million of these talk shows, mm -hmm. and they would do these like crazy things. Where it's like this guy thinks he's a vampire, this guy thinks he's a frog. You know, they would do right. this kind of stuff all the time. 
and they often did have like a quick one minute long video package like they did for him and it's like he thinks he's a vampire he works at a gas station at night because that's like works for his lifestyle. Right. And like the, he drinks blood from like volunteers that he met at a local goth Girls, book club yeah. or something like that. I can just see um, this guy hanging out at the castle. Like no problem. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've met dudes like this. Mm-hmm. So I like, I thought it was hilarious and he looks like he's, I don't know. How old do you think he's supposed to feel like, like mid thirties maybe? Or? Oh yeah. Mid to late thirties. And he's a, uh, he's, he's a little frumpy and uh yeah. i mean we see what he looks he's like got, like the long dyed black hair right. pale skin he's a portly guy you know mm-hmm. and uh yeah so yeah that video package was hilarious like right when he gets on stage i just remembered this uh i was gonna call her ricky lake but uh ivy spark she says uh are you gonna be okay or are stage lights like too much for you and he's like that's why i'm wearing my shades and <laughs> Just, just try to be just over the top, all uh, cool and stuff. And then they yeah. they bring out his uh, cousin or brother. It's and... his cousin who's concerned about him, which is another like common trope from the 90s where they surprise the guests with, by the way, there's someone here that's concerned about you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what's he doing here? Right, right. And then basically it ends up with them saying they're going to give him a makeover. <laughs> Another 90s talk show trope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I was really on board with all this stuff. Because, yeah, as you were saying, this felt uh, a little bit more authentic than the animation at the beginning. Yeah. And, like, really nailed. And the funny stuff was that was supposed to be funny was funny. Yes. So, like, even the stuff that wasn't, like, didn't feel authentic still works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they move on to uh, another guest, like, after they usher... Um, Stefan, the vampire guy off the stage. Right. Uh, they bring Yeah, and his cousin's like, Your name is Steven, yeah. which reminded me of like <laughs> on uh Family Matters when uh Urkel became oh, Stefan. Uh, is Stefan Arkell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, classic, <laughs> classic. Hot Steve Urkel. Yeah. Um so yeah, they bring out the niece of the burgers from the previous movie. And uh, then she she's like this sort of uh, new age kind of hippie type. And she says that she thinks they were abducted by aliens. And um, let's see. And then we cut to some more commercials. Then I wrote down that they started feeling like uh, SNL sketches a little bit. Um, But um, yeah. And then there's some people in the audience that say that the burger's niece is just trying to cash in on their. on, you know, what happened to the burgers in the previous film. I was pretty impressed in here that they were, uh, that this, they were actually referring to, like, the original movie. Like, I thought this was just going to be sort of like an all-new thing. Uh, and in some mm-hmm. ways, I kind of wish they would have done that because when some of the people from the original movie start showing up, again, it just doesn't feel as real. <laughs> uh, it's just weird because, like, they kind of make it, a- it's 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 like they connected they didn't know if they wanted this to be a sequel or not right it feels like like at some point it's like oh cool they're doing a connection and a follow-up to what happened Mm -hmm. you know at the end of the last movie but then they kind of just stop and don't really go into it anymore and it's kind of like well why'd you bring that up right and i don't know this character too of this um of the burger's niece Mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense to me no because we see what happens to uh, Frank and everybody uh, at the end of the last movie. Like, it gets caught on tape. So, you know, 
there's not a lot of ambiguity. I mean, maybe the idea is that they like they couldn't find the bodies. Uh, so well, they they do well they do say that like they're missing right at mm. the end of the first movie. Right, but the alien scene, there's nothing that happens. The only reason why she's there and that's there is so we can now dabble in like the alien genre, <laughs> basically. Which, to be fair, in the '90s there was a Huge lot of deal. Lot, there were a lot of a lot of TV shows, a lot of TV specials about alien conspiracies and ufo sightings i mean all the fucking time and speaking of that uh, especially uh sightings were you a sightings guy on fox back in the day (laughs) 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 sorry you just unlocked the memory as the uh, kids say were you abducted Um, did they anal probe you what happened uh you know what i was never abducted but i did see uh one time something very strange in the sky in puerto rico i'm sure there was a perfectly reasonable explanation for it uh but um the uh no i I can't remember if i ever saw sightings if i ever watched it or not did you uh yeah i watched an episode or two like i remember there was one that and this is at a very young age i don't know 12 or 13 where i don't know i was still imbued by my parents religion where they were just talking about all of like this you know people who were into like satanism and the devil and stuff and that kind of uh scared me scared me a uh, big time but i mean i'll say sightings was no unsolved mysteries sightings was way more sensational i'd say and it was all about paranormal mm-hmm. stuff there was none of that boring old missing people who you might find if you know actually paid attention <laughs> no it's like all aliens all like cryptids and i guess satanic worship and whatever and uh yeah. and so i saw an episode or two for sure i mean i mean fox was the network for the x-files like how could you not have sightings you, and you know there's actually a modern version of this uh on netflix called uh i think it's called unsolved because hmm. now that you started like going over some of the stuff on sightings i have seen it oh, okay um and yeah it's called unsolved no wait Maybe it's unresolved. I don't know. It's some show with William Shatner, mm. uh, and it's the same kind of stuff. And when you read the descriptions, you like on some of these, you think like you're going to take a real investigative look at it, but no, it's super sensationalized. And right, it's you know, yeah, they they bring on like one of the episodes has this uh, that's about aliens or something. Like they have this you this uh, astrophysicist, and you're like, oh, okay, a legitimate person. But they dug up this astrophysicist from the country. He's like has like the hickest accent you've ever heard. Like, where did you find this astrophysicist? That's that's awesome. And speaking of those shows, I mean, that's basically what uh, the film transitions to next. Like, there's um, there's one more sort of I don't know, slightly humorous segment on uh, Ivy Sparks about a, a woman who's having an affair with a ghost like i don't know i really didn't think <laughs> it was all that that was dumb yeah pretty it was very jerry springer yes 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 i mean i wouldn't say they were wrong to do it but it was dumb and uh and then and this is when the film pretty much lost me now i'm not saying that i hated it or anything but all right so we jump to the next show which is called out there and basically, it is a sightings-esque show that you would see on Fox at like nine o'clock on a Friday, or maybe even ten, whatever. And now, Ivy Sparks somehow—they keep saying that her old show got canceled, and now she's the host of this show. But like, they didn't do any. Like, it would have made more sense if like Trader Tony 
I don't know, edited the segments together so they made sense. There was no time lapse or anything. It was just at one yeah. moment she's Ivy Sparks, and now she's in a pantsuit hosting this like mystery um, show. And I don't, it really took me out of it and it didn't really make a lot of, I mean, they tried to make it make sense. So what did you think about it? Yeah, I, I didn't really like it either. Um, it was just, I don't know. Uh, you know, like things flowed a lot better in the first one. And I will say it probably doesn't help. I watched the, I watched both of these today, uh, by the way. What? Back to back? Uh, well, almost. I mean, I watched one in the morning uh, before work. And then I watched one, uh, like, while uh, basically uh, uh, between at the gym on the treadmill and then <laughs> finished, it, finished it at home. Uh, I finished it up just before we went, we started recording. Way to multitask. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways, so seeing them so close to each other, it's, it's hard not to compare them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one just doesn't, I, things don't flow as well from, like, one scene to the next and, like, one idea to the next, in my opinion. No, but uh, all right. So I guess let's uh, dive into the plot a little bit more and then we'll talk about some of our favorite commercials and whatnot. Um, so, man, like the exposition, like, and this is one of the problems that I have is that the majority of the story, at least here in the middle of, um, of the mega tape, is basically Ivy and her co-host just talking to the camera, telling you about aliens and stuff. And then she eventually interviews this cult. And that's basically it until the end of the movie. Um, Luckily. And the cult feels like the characters that are in the cult feel like Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Actually, I would say Mad TV, not even up to Saturday Night Live. (laughs) By the way, a spoiler alert, I think Mad TV is terrible. Right. Um, Generally speaking. Oh, you don't like Miss um, Swan? She look alike a man? <laughs> or what Or what was uh, the kid character's name? Stuart. Uh, oh, yeah. I think Stuart. that stuff is the worst. Oh, oh man. We should awful, start a podcast. Awful. Oh, my God. You know, we really should talk about <laughs> it. Uh, but no. Dude, anytime people start. I mean, every once in a while, there'd be something funny on there. Mm. But like for the most part, just terrible cringe. Yep. You know what? These It, it was like, the, like a TikTok show. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Speaking of TikToks, my murder she wrote or our murder she wrote TikTok. I thought it was going to go huge, you know, since Angela Lansbury passed away. No. Uh, one... By the way, uh, I I I like how you, much like Frank, are trying to take advantage of someone's death. Uh, hey, you got to get them views, bro. You got to get <laughs> and which them. Frank does talk about. Oh, maybe hopefully it'll get a big rating. Like, <laughs> well, we didn't get a big rating, so Angela Lansbury's wow. ghost stopped all the TikTokers from watching it. Uh, so, well, hey, at least our niece isn't on a Ricky Lake uh, ripoff parody <laughs> show talking about how aliens may have abducted uh, us. So. Blade might go on one after I pass away. We'll see. Um, but uh, anyway, back to the back to the movie. Yes, you're right. The cult, that, and that's the problem is that. This is when the film really stops feeling authentic. Like, there's a lot of stuff with uh, Alien, like, and the costumes just look terrible. Like, they went to the dollar store and bought them there. Um, Like, they could have at least, you know, maybe made the footage, like, uh, they could have, like, you know, dimmed it, you know, made the footage a little bit darker so the aliens don't look so cheesy. But I think at, at this point, they were really leaning into the comedy and maybe i guess the lack of budget aspects like i don't know what do you yeah is that what you think 
Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, uh, that the costumes too for like the alien people like look mm-hmm. bad. Right. Um, and you know maybe they're supposed to look bad in, in all fairness because they are kind of like portrayed as like simpletons, you know, that like mm-hmm. you know believe this weird stuff. So, but yeah, everything's definitely started to feel a little cheap in general. Like even when like. Uh, Ivy Sparks is at the party or whatever. She's very obviously like green screened right. into being in front of the party. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why? Especially since they obviously filmed that party scene for the movie. Like, why not just? I was very confused about that. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. And also, I guess another thing that again add to the inauthenticity, if that's the correct word, is like I don't ever remember. Okay, so some uh, some of those other paranormal shows, I guess aside from sightings, is there's one with Dan Aykroyd as well that got can- canceled, and yeah. um, well, Dan Aykroyd's a huge UFO. Guy. Oh, I'm familiar. He's a huge yeah. conspiracy. He's, into... he, he's actually Dan Aykroyd's fucking nuts. Oh, Let, I, let's just... I know, oh, but in a wonderful way. Um, but uh, yeah, so they were live doing this stuff, and I never remember any of those shows being live. Um, so I don't know. It's another thing that kind of took me out of it. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, basically. I mean, I, I I gave him a pass on the live thing because I guess the whole idea is that because they do mention throughout the special that like, oh, the government doesn't want this information out there and yada, yada. So it's kind of one of those things. Well, and like somebody had been threatened by the government for mm. like some of this information. So right. I get it. I'm OK with it being live because it's like, well, if we don't do it live, they'll never let us air it. Right. Kind of sure. And uh, and yeah. And just like with WNUF one. uh some stuff happens and but the big flaw with wnuf2 is that like you never know what any of this is building to it's like at least with the first one you know they're gonna go into the house and something bad is gonna happen i think like with wnuf1 you assume uh like this one tells from the crypt episode they're gonna go in there and then ghosts are gonna like mess them up or something but that's not exactly what happens with this you're like, oh, well, what's going to happen? Are the aliens going to come and, like, abduct Ivy at the end? Like, is that what's going to happen? I mean, I never even I never even really thought that that was ever going to happen because I, I mean, unfortunately, I was like, eh, they probably don't have the budget to do that. Like, is the government right. going to come and mess them up? I mean, and the thing that they did go with, I felt was a little ultimately unsatisfying. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it ended up, should we say what, what it is? What ends up happening at the end? Eh, nah, I don't know. I mean, it did. It, 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 it's you know, this is brand new. I don't. I don't want to. Right. Yeah. Well, it will just say that the ending definitely felt. I mean, it was definitely supposed to be like kind of funny, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I mean, it did kind of make give me a little bit of a chuckle just because when the reveal happens and uh, you know, it kind of harkens back to this reoccurring uh, segment that had been playing throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, it's kind of funny and amusing, but it's also kind of a letdown at the same time. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Can't really talk too much about it without uh, spoiling it. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure you have some more thoughts on the. I mean, I agree with everything you just said there, but um, I do believe that uh, the far out. Wait, what's the whole word again? Or title? The good outweighs the bad. <laughs> yeah, well, I was gonna say. The out there Halloween mega tape is still worth watching for the commercials because they really 
nail some of those 90s uh commercials yes. um there's one um uh, i don't even remember what they, they, they have like a super soaker parody one that's so like so good spot on the one with the like, jeans uh yes yeah the one with the jeans is good yeah just like multi-ethnic people voguing for the camera and at the end it's like they're like denim for those who are sick of labels and it's like oh that's what yeah, 90s yeah. commercials were all about like gosh yeah the they also do like a perfume commercial that's like you know black and white and very like right yeah. abstract you know <laughs> that, like, that one was good which, you know there's still is it isn't it crazy that's still how perfume and cologne commercials are i know like have you seen the new one that johnny depp is doing for uh, i think it's like a christian door uh, Dior. Oh wait, fragrance. maybe I Sauvage. have. Yeah, it's stupid. It's not Savage. It's Savage. <sighs> That's so dumb. And, it, and it's like him in black and white playing guitar in a desert or something, and then he like walks towards the camera. Savage. Man, I those I bet lost. he got paid like so much money for that. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Uh, but I wrote down. Um, there was one. Um, <sighs> Amish Frankenstein. Uh, they were talking about movies for some reason. Uh, I should have taken better notes <laughs> um but uh I, yeah like there was some um on the dvd here they have some funny titles that of course don't exist um for uh trader tony here that you can buy one of them is called the humper of notre dame fists of the golden cobra sins of the yeti chainsaw sisters mondo autopsy and death shroud uh, and also, there was a uh, uh, back uh, to the um, the vampire Stefan at the beginning. There was a music video in here for his band, his his goth band. His his goth band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was because uh, I I threw in the DVD, um, and I clicked on that. And I was like, "Who is this? What's this supposed to be? Like, this video is awful. <laughs> like, is this the best that Chris Lamartina can do? Because I I just assumed." It was like a music video he did before he started making films or something. But now it makes uh, it makes perfect sense. Um, but um, but what do you think? Do you think like all right, despite like the lackluster A story, do you think that um, the out there Halloween mega tape is still worth it for the commercials at least? Yeah, yeah, I would say it's worth it for the commercials. Um, man, I would yeah, it's, it's worth it for the commercials. The commercials are, are are really good. I will say like the the plot stuff is not as interesting no. um as the the first one but that being said there are some good moments like in the plot thing um this is probably something that would be like fun more fun to watch with like a group of people while having drinks or something absolutely or maybe having a little bit of the the devil's lettuce <laughs> uh oh man this one has some like good anti um uh drug commercials mm -hmm. in it and uh the one about like aids uh where they're like, oh, who's the, which? Which of these teens has a uh, HIV or is carrying the whatever? I can't remember how they phrase it, but then uh, they go, "We don't know, and neither do they." Yeah, oh, that was a good one. And I was just thinking back to there was a, a commercial for um, it's either frozen pizza or um, pizza pockets, and you know, it's basically your typical '90s commercial of like kids being uh, excited to get frozen pizza, and then at the end it says. Uh, perfect for single parent homes <laughs> like like only uh yeah like only divorced dads and moms are going to be buying frozen pizza right, for right, their kids right. uh yeah so yeah this one's definitely you know more leans in more to the comedy um and i mean i don't know how they you know why wnuf had 
more of a budget than the second one, I'm, I would assume that, you know, enough, um, you know, clout had been built up from the first one to where more people would want to throw money at it. But uh, I don't know. I guess that wasn't the case. All right, uh, Yehel Blasquez. Uh, I guess we'll we'll just do each movie on their own um, and go from there. Uh, do you think WNUF Halloween special should be tossed in the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again, or uh, remembered for all of human history? I'm going to say remember it. I'm sure you are too. Yep. I uh, watch it every Halloween. Eh, I try to. I think I might have uh, skipped it last Halloween, but I was happy to watch it uh, this Halloween and review it here. I just think it's a movie that more people should know about, like especially if you're uh, if they're around our age and like Halloween and horror. I mean, there's really no reason why you wouldn't like this movie. And this is another movie that it'd probably be fun with a group of friends too, especially you know if you guys are all around the same age. But yeah, it's 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 good. Um, well, let, let's see if we can go for a two for two, Steve. Uh, what about the uh, out there Halloween uh, mega tape? Hmm, man, that's a rough one. Um, I wonder how I'll feel on a second viewing. Uh, but for now, I mean, you just don't get an experience like either of these movies with basically any other movie. Like, if you want to feel like you're, I don't know, 8 or 10 years old again in the 90s, uh, then, yeah, I would go ahead and say uh, the Out There Halloween mega tape will do that. And as uh, Yahel said, it would probably be really good to just throw it on if you're having, like, a Halloween get-together. Uh, just throw it in there, and everyone can just, like, look up every once in a while and be like, ah, look at that hilarious commercial. <laughs> Like, of course, yeah. it definitely yeah. kind of suffers in the pacing department um, towards the middle. Um, but I think uh, that can be forgiven for the kind of experience that it offers. So I say save it. How about you? Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I say save it. Um, not as good as the first one. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe they just didn't. Maybe uh, what's his name? Chris. Maybe he just didn't want to straight up do a repeat. Uh, you know, more of the same. You don't want it to try and, you know, mix it up a little bit. So, which I can respect that, right? Um, but uh, it still has its fun moments and the commercials are still, like, really well done. Uh, and it definitely makes up for maybe some of the shortcomings. I think if I hadn't seen WNUF, like, the first mm -hmm. one, before I saw the second one, I would have enjoyed it more. Uh, but I kind of was like, oh, I want more of that first right, one kind of a thing. Right. So when I don't, when I didn't get it, I was kind of, you know, this is a lot like when Metallica released Load oh, oh, and Reload. Go. If any other band had released Load and Reload, there were people would have been like, oh, this is amazing. This is great. But because it was Metallica and it wasn't more of what people wanted from them. Steve, I don't know why you're rolling your eyes <laughs> I, around. Uh, I didn't roof. roll my eyes. What are you talking about? Don't. don't <laughs> Metallica is in California. Do not make me send Lars uh, to uh, beat you like he beats the skins in Metallica. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I, but but you get my point, right? That like it just, I don't know if I would say it's like bad or maybe like a lesser than experience because it really is or just not what I wanted it to be. Right. Uh, I mean, with 
every sequel, I mean, it's could either be one of two things. Either it's going to be better than its predecessor or worse. I mean, and usually it's worse, but it at least delivered on the laughs. I'll, uh, I'll give them that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, like, maybe they were just like, uh, Chris was like, huh, well, this is how much money we have to uh, work with. Well, I guess we're just going to make this a big joke and not really be as authentic as we were yeah. in the previous one. Uh, With the second movie, I would almost say skip the niece part where she they actually harken back to the original right. because that part's a little boring. Mm-hmm. But then, and then after that, it kind of picks up, at least with the pacing. Well, I mean, stuff, I think so. the, the Ricky Lake segment or Ivy Sparks segments are, are the best. It's just when she suddenly gets fired and becomes a host of a paranormal show that, I mean, that takes a lot of suspension of disbelief to, uh, to go with that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, still fun Halloween movie, probably a fun party movie. And, uh, yeah, make sure you take the devil's lettuce while you watch it, as Yale said. Yeah, it'll help. <laughs> All right, let's uh, run this. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. All right, and that is WNUF uh, 1 and 2. Um, is there anything else we should uh, mention before we dip out? Uh, no, I think we covered everything. Uh, you know, obviously follow us on the socials at reptilian media on, uh, TikTok and Twitter mm-hmm. and, uh, Instagram, um, AOL keyword <laughs> reptilian media. Uh, actually AOL is back. Like it got uh, a friend of mine, actually the guy that worked on getting x to work over the modern internet, mm-hmm. him and some people worked on re writing uh i guess i got like actually some of the source code too like recreating aol and they've got some of the keywords working now it just got released on github um and yeah they've made like a working aol client that works the way it used to wow that's crazy do you remember there there was like a computer commercial during the mega tape do you remember that Oh my God! The one about the internet, yeah. where they're like, "Oh, now at blazing fifty six k." Dude, I remember when I got my fifty six k modem, and um, I mean, it was definitely faster than my twenty eight k modem. Uh, blazing, uh, I don't know, but you definitely felt uh, that slightly text better come through a little bit faster. Uh, well, I was on a um, podcast a while back, and it finally premiered. It's called the Superhero Cinephiles Podcast. And uh, I was on there talking about um, future convicted felon Alec Baldwin's movie, The Shadow, (laughs) from 1994, (laughs) Uh, which, I mean, I was obsessed with that movie when it came out. I kind of felt like I was cheating on our podcast because I I wanted us to cover that movie first, but but we still can. Um, And uh, you should check it out there. And, um, oh, uh, (laughs) if you're a uh, colorist... And uh, you want to work on the up-and-coming hot indie comic uh, Escape to Earth? Uh, let me know. Uh, look, um, let us know on Twitter and all the other aforementioned socials, uh, especially AOL that uh, Yahel mentioned. Yeah. And uh, we can uh, put you to work on uh, Escape to Earth number two because uh, the Frenchman that worked on mine is incommunicado. No emails. No nothing. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, mm. Me, yeah. 
Maybe aliens abducted him. I just I assume he OD'd on. We need to get Ivy Sparks on the case. <laughs> well, who knows what her job is now? Uh, she's probably in. Well, no, that's going to reveal the plot. Never mind. I'll pass on that. And uh, speaking of Escape to Earth, uh, still uh, plenty more copies available if you'd like to purchase one. It helps out this show quite a bit. And uh, I mean, one thing we always forget to mention is like. I mean, you could always go onto Spotify or iTunes and leave a review. I mean, that'd be swell. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But uh, other than that, we will see you uh, next Sunday as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you then. Happy Halloween. I'm having a weird, weird day. My name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. Ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my way. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man. I thought you were going to die. Cut me loose. Behind you. Whoa. Thought I was done for. It was going to be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. Escape to her. 36 pages of insane dinosaur action. Issue 1, available now at reptilianmedia.bigcartel.com. Featuring a variant cover by Sean Forney. Act now while supplies last. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links if that's what you're into. I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.